The Old Testament reading for this morning is found in the book of Jeremiah, starting with chapter 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading for this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 20. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins." Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead and the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowds sought to touch him, for power came out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. 
Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the sermon today is our Jeremiah reading, where we hear the word cursed and we hear the word blessed. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. And blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in Yahweh. Did you know that there is an app for your phone uh, by which you could get a blessing every day? Imagine that. Each day all you have to do is press a button on that little screen of your phone and your smartphone will give you a blessing like it's benevolent or something. Now I looked at the sample blessing that they have for Monday. Okay? It's really quite awesome. Get up, be happy, do great things, stay positive. Okay, maybe that's not such an awesome blessing. I looked at another Monday blessing. It said, every Monday is a fresh start. Wow. And needless to say, I did not install the app onto my phone. Our Jeremiah reading here is contrasting those who trust in man and those who trust in Yahweh, in the Lord. One is cursed while the other is blessed. These are difficult times that we live in. The stock market is up, the stock market is down. Inflation is high, inflation is, well, higher. <laughs> Russia has amassed troops on the border of Ukraine. Will Putin invade? What will that mean? What will it mean for Ukraine or for us or for the world? What about Iran and its nuclear program? Is the pandemic finally easing? Or is there going to be another variant that's more deadly than Omicron was? What will the future hold? Will our society continue to spiral downward? And when you're faced with challenges like these, where do you go? What do you do to get through them? Whom can you trust to lead you through? Yourself? Your political leaders? Or is it the Lord that you go to in times of trouble? It really just comes down to two choices. Either we trust in humans and human strength, or we trust in the Lord. And through our prophet Jeremiah, the Lord says to his people, you are cursed if you do not trust in the Lord. If you only trust in humanity and in human strength and wisdom, and if you turn from the Lord. But blessed are you if you trust in the Lord and if you commit your life to him. The one who trusts in himself, God says, is like a stubby little bush out in the desert 
where there's no water around, only salt flats as far as you can see. That little bush is not going to thrive. It's not going to put on new growth. It's not going to bear fruit or something like that. Eventually, it will shrivel up and die. In contrast, God says, one who trusts in him and commits his life to the Lord is like a strong green tree that grows and flourishes and bears fruit no matter what comes. It has deep roots that go all the way down to the life-giving waters. It doesn't worry about anything. It's not afraid of the drought. It can weather anything because it has a never-failing supply of water to give it support and life. So whom do you trust? Do you trust in yourself? If you look to yourself first and foremost to get you through some difficulty or to get you through anything, you wouldn't be alone. People will say, I'm smart enough, I'm wealthy enough, I'm good enough, people like me, I've got enough money, I've got friends, I've got my connections, I'm doing just fine. And you might say some of those things, you might say, sometimes speak like that and even be proud of it. But what's been left out of that equation? If these are the things that we trust in, God says we are cursed. For one thing, these things will fail us. They will not last. They'll all fade and they'll die with us. They won't help us in the judgment that is to come. And we really are cursed if we rely on these things. Not only will they fail us, but we will not have turned to the Lord who made heaven and earth. And we will have turned from him. And turning from him means that we have despised him. We will have looked only to ourselves for our help. How will that play out on the last day? When we stand before the judge of all, who will our help be then? Ourselves? Our friends? Cursed is the one who trusts in man. In contrast, blessed is the one who trusts in Yahweh, because only the Lord is able to prosper and protect us. He is the one who gives us new life, life that carries us into eternity. Not only will everything else disappoint and fail us, but again, turning to ourselves really is turning from the Lord. When you drive to Southern California in the summertime, maybe some of you have made that trek. You drive down Interstate 15. Uh, you get past Barstow, and you're really out there in that salt flat kind of desert, nothing there. Uh, you, you come to Victorville, <clears throat> and at Victorville, <clears throat> the, uh, the famous Mojave River uh, flows through that town. I say flows. I guess I don't know if I should say that. It's a river of sand at that point when you are coming through in the summertime. And you come and you cross that bridge there on Interstate 15, and, and the river is a couple of football fields wide. But there's no water in it. It's just sand. But that river is flowing underneath that sand. And in fact, at Victorville, the river comes and it flows through a narrow spot in the hills 
uh, and there's bedrock underneath, and so the water has to rise. And at that point, there are cattails and bushes and grass and green trees uh, all year round because those trees and those bushes have water. They put their roots down there. You go a little ways away, you go 100 yards away from that river, there's nothing. Just those little stubby bushes that look like they're about to die, struggling for life. God says that trusting in Him is like that tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes because its leaves remain green. It's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. I was thinking about this, about uh, what does it mean to trust in God? What are the pictures of trust in the Bible? And some of the, the ones that come to my mind that I really think about are, are Job. You know, Job uh, suddenly loses everything that he has. He is a wealthy guy. He loses all of his wealth. He's got family. He loses them. They're killed, taken from him. He's got his health. That's taken away from him too. Boils and sores are covering his body. And so, what does Job do? Who does he turn to? He's got friends that come, but he doesn't put his trust in those friends. He doesn't put his trust in himself. I can get through this. I can pick myself up. If I keep a positive attitude, if it's Monday, everything's going to be okay. Job is not thinking like that. No, Job says, though God slay me, yet I will trust in him. I think that's trust. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego there in Babylon. And the king sets up this uh, golden statue of himself. And he wants everybody to bow down to it. Uh, this isn't his idea, it's somebody else's. And he, so uh, he makes this rule that you've got to do that. Everybody, when the trumpet sounds, you've got to bow down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they don't do it. And the king pulls them in and says, what are you doing? How come you're doing this? Uh, if you don't bow down, I'm going to kill you. I'll put you in this fiery furnace. And they say, uh, we're not going to do it. He says, your God is not going to save you from that fire. And they say this, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, if you put us in that fire, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, and this I think really, really reveals their trust, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. See, understanding that God may not spare them from this fiery furnace, but that doesn't change the fact that he's God and that they are his and that he will care for them. This is unheard of in the world. That going through some kind of suffering doesn't mean that your God has abandoned you. But he hasn't. We can put our trust in him. Because you know the rest of that story. The, the king gets really angry and so he has the fire really stoked up. It says seven times hotter than normal. And then they bind them, it says, in their clothing. Well, that's going to be fire starter right there, isn't it? And then the soldiers come, the strongest men of the soldiery, if that's the word, carry them and throw them into the fire and those soldiers 
die because of the heat of the furnace. And then the king looks in and he says, wait a minute. He says, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. And the king calls the three out of the fire and not even their clothing is burned. Not even their hair is singed. And the king declares, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him. They set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. God is able to rescue, but he does not always. He always rescues you, but not in the way you want, maybe. Sometimes he will let you go through suffering. He might have let them burn in the fire doesn't mean that he doesn't love you, that he's not caring for you, that he isn't God and that we can't put our trust in him. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Job, they trusted in God first and foremost, regardless of the circumstances around them. So whom do you trust? And you might say, well, I trust the Lord, but do you? Do we? <laughs> We might say, well, maybe I don't trust him at first. But if all else fails, I always have the Lord to fall back on. Well, does this attitude really represent trust in God? God rightly judges those who trust in themselves. Uh, and they are rightly condemned. This is a, a first commandment matter. Have no other gods before me, Yahweh says. And the small catechism says that whenever we fear, love, or trust in any person or thing first and foremost, then that thing is our, our God, even if it's ourselves. Proverbs 3, chap, uh, chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. God rightly judges those who trust in themselves. And if that's us, then we deserve his condemnation. We deserve to be parched, to wither, and to die. Because we have not trusted in the God who says, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. I will give you life. The truth is, we have often trusted in ourselves, and in other people, and in our wealth, and in our own reason. We have not always trusted in the Lord, but there is one who did all things well, one who always trusted God with all of his heart and soul and mind and strength, and that, of course, is our Lord Jesus. He trusted his heavenly Father perfectly and completely. In his temptation in the wilderness, we see that. Jesus trusted his very life to God. He had been there for 40 days, 40 nights, without any food. And yet when Satan asked him to make loaves of bread, he left it in God's hands. He wasn't going to take matters into his own hands. When he died on the cross, parched and thirsty, not because of the sin in him, but for us and for our salvation, 
Even then, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Jesus suffered on the cross all the curse that you and I deserve. Suffered in our place to give us blessings that we do not deserve. He poured out his life so that we could have life. Life that comes to us today in his very body and blood at the table. When Jesus rose from the dead, he breathed on his disciples and gave them the Holy Spirit. And this same Spirit empowered them to preach the good news of the forgiveness of sins. And the Holy Spirit, through God's Word, calls us today to repent of our lack of trust in the Lord, to repent of trusting in ourselves and in anyone or anything other than Yahweh, our God. Believe the incredibly wonderful good news that your lack of trust, my lack of trust, is forgiven and paid for by the blood of Jesus. He has a blessing for us, not just on Mondays, but every day he gives us a fresh start with an entirely new birth in the sacred waters of our baptism. Life, true life, life that never fails, life that never fades, comes only from God. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Like a tree that sinks its roots deep down through the dry dust to bathe in that life-giving water that flows there, stay connected to Jesus. He is your life and your salvation. He will lead you to streams of living water and to green pastures. God says through the prophet Jeremiah, Blessed is the man who trusts in Yahweh, whose trust is Yahweh. Blessed then is Jesus, the one man who did trust solely in Yahweh, his God. And blessed are you when you trust in him. In his name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.